Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hartzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. It is so good to be back here with you guys. Yes, it is. I love the diner. It, yeah, it's great. I have my coffee. I had my pie earlier. I'm good. Pie. Pie. Pie is good. It is good. And it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so wow. So this episode, for those of you tuning in, is all about Doctor Strange. Um, I love this movie. Hand, hands down. Like I am, I am totally fangirl over this movie. I I'm glad I didn't wait till it came out as a rental, but I saw it in theaters. I mean, I mean visually. It, it's no, you know, no secret. It, it was a very impressive movie, but, um, but it was nice to see a movie in the theaters and on a huge, giant screen. Yeah, as well. A- absolutely, absolutely. Um, can you hear me, Em? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so, that being said, why don't we start with? We usually end with this, but why don't we start with ratings? Hmm. How we rated this movie. And then maybe see if we reevaluate those ratings after we discuss it. Okay. Because that might change us. So, who wants to go first? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I give it four and a half space pants out of five. Ooh, that's, that's nice. I, I'm i going to have to give it four and a half uh, pairs of space pants also. Oh, uh, well, I'm not doing the space pants. I'm going to go 4.75 pantsless. Out of five. Ew. <laughs> this is a family show, Scott. It is, but hey, Ew. you can't see anything. No Cut. one knows that. No one knows I'm sitting here in just my t-shirt. No. Miles does because he's in there with you. I okay, know, he is wearing pants, Miles folks. Like that. Miles, I... you don't pay attention to him. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no. So I, you know, I was debating with people this week. I think that this might be one of my favorite origin stories of all time. In the Marvel Universe. For me, it would probably be my second favorite. I think I probably... Uh, it's a toss-up. I think the origin stories for Iron Man and Cap- Captain America were both fantastic. Uh, but this is this is very close to both of them. Um, the, they did a very good job of telling his story. Yeah. See, I, I like the origin story of Star-Lord. <laughs> I think just... a regular kid with a Walkman and just growing up in the 80s like you do. He was just a regular Joe. <laughs> like you do, or at least like we did, Em. Like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, just, like we did. He's just a regular Joe. And I do, uh, Captain America is my next favorite. I love love an underdog who's just a, a sweet dude, but um, I uh, Star-Lord is definitely, why can't I think of his name? He's definitely my favorite. Star Lord. Yeah, well, I mean, the actor is, is Chris Pratt, but I don't, his human name I, I don't know, I, I don't remember. But you know, I, I have Quinn. you know. Is it Quinn? I have no. to look, but it, Quill. It, yeah, Quill. And, and is, <laughs> I, I, I got to think of the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as part of the same universe as as the Avengers. They are part of the same universe, and I wasn't thinking that way. But right. Star Lord's story was 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 well told, also. Yeah. I mean, he's picked up and stolen by aliens. Come on. That was really cute. But this is, this is a really good origin story. This is a very good, uh, you know, he was really down. I mean, that's, that's oversimplification. He was desperate. I mean, he was, he was desperate and disparate and he was, he, that moment where he said, "Teach me," right. you that you know that that took all of his will and ego to 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 acquiesce and to to know that, oh my God, this is something I can learn. That he was not smart enough to have figured it out on his own. That there was something bigger than him, and that was kind of cool. I, I like. I mean, maybe it's common with the Marvel universe, uh, at least the Avenger universe characters. It seems like these guys have to have to be humbled they have to whatever whatever was their safety blanket whatever um in some way or or overcome great odds as well but i'm thinking tony stark um 
he had to be humbled before he became Iron Man uh, and had his eyes opened. Uh, Doctor Strange, similar way, brilliant, um, you know, brain surgeon, neurosurgeon, um, right. almost a god complex sort of way. I mean, uh, um, right. kind of an kind of an arrogant prick at times. Um, yeah. But the the car accident, he had to be knocked down several pegs before you know before he could go on this journey to. Um, he just wanted to heal his hands. He wasn't even expecting to discover this mystical world that is out there, and he had to have his own worldview and of just um, shaken up and changed, and also. So that story. I mean, I like redemption stories or and overcoming odd stories, and this was both. He had he had you know he had it all. He had it taken away, but he still had enough drive and uh, not you know he. He was still going to try to do something. I mean, his hands was what what gave him the life he had. Um, but without those hands, uh, as smart as he was, he he, st- he couldn't. You know. I don't, and I honestly don't think that he became the altruistic Doctor Strange until um, until until towards like almost the end of the movie, because his goal the whole time was to heal his hands, to get his hands back. And it wasn't until the elder one, or the eldest one, or whatever they called her, it wasn't until she died that when he point, she pointed out that, you know, you have a choice, you can heal yourself, or you can stay and fight for all of us. He was in it for himself pretty much towards the very end. And then during that, when he didn't want to take lives, he was yelling at, at Chihuahua, Tweedle, Oh, I ruined his name too. Um, <laughs> his character's name is Mordo, if that helps. Mordo. Yeah, for Mordo. Uh, he, to me, didn't become Doctor Strange, the Marvel character, until that moment when he she died. And then when he made the decision, like, okay, I can, I, I'm willing to give up my entire life to be in this loop, this infinite loop of, of just. You know, Mordor, I'm here to, I'm here to bargain, here to bargain, here to bargain. <laughs> Just that constant. That's that's when he became Doctor Strange. That's when he stopped trying to figure out how to cure himself. Well, yeah, it was the moment he was looking. There's one that one scene where he's looking at his hands <laughs> and making a decision, like he can have this or he can have his hands. Yeah. And it's at that moment that you realize that he's stepping beyond that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think for me the the power in this movie was everything that you guys are saying because it's it's it, you're right. This is this is a redemption story. It's a man down in his luck. It's him looking beyond himself, looking out for the greater good, and putting his own desires to the side. Even in little stuff, when they go into the operating room to save. The one guy, and he hands the pliers to his rival, or whatever, the, the calipers to his rival. Yeah, the scalpel to his rival because his hands can't do it, and he knows it. It's like the continued thing, like he's growing beyond himself the whole time. And it's being pushed yeah. beyond himself. And there's certainly a lot of redemption in this story. Um, I think one of the things that when I walked around that was so powerful for me is sometimes in the science fiction world and in the sci-fi world, we're all about science, and science is awesome. We learn so much from science. But this movie you know, kind of plays with the theme that we are more than science. And right. that as far as we are more than just scientific beings. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Doctor Strange, he's all about science. If it's not science, then it, it's, it's not worth anything to him. And, this, and then he's, you know, slammed up against stuff like astral projection and, mm-hmm. and acupuncture and, and other stuff that, just has no place in the in the uh, in the in the Greek thinking world where everything's done by logic and reason. Well, in his it is it, 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 it just it takes him a ton of time to just get that through a thick skull. I mean, he even says when he's he's talking with the the wise one, the old um, old one. Uh, the only thing that exists is matter, the material universe, right? And so. His worldview has to 
has to be shaken up before at, at times before it can grow and expand. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's and it and it doesn't in any way. I don't think in any way the movie discounts science. He just says there's more to life than just science. Right. So. And I just found that interesting because I think the other Marvel movies, this is just a different. And I like how they paint it that this Doctor Strange and the the um, the three I don't know, what clubs I don't call them clubs, but the three outposts, sanctuaries, kind of sanctuaries, whatever you call them, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that these sanctuaries are guarding against a different type of threat than what the Avengers do, right? And I thought that that right. was interesting, mm-hmm. the metaphysical threats. Yep. So. So. On that note, there's also Asgard and that plane, and there's there. I think it was the first Thor movie where Thor brings up, you know, you might consider it, you know, you you try to explain everything with physics and 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 science, and it's just it's just how we are. It's it's if you can't explain it, it's just magic, and so right. Maybe it it's so. They they call it spells and they call it a. I don't think they ever ever use the word magic, but I love that 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 they brought that that other side, kind of like the Asgardians do, um, with like Loki because Loki's a magician and so is Frigga, or um. But I feel like it's just a different kind of science we don't know about yet no, on you, this plane and, and, as humans. And, and you could be right. Um, which made it even more delicious at the end of the film with Thor and and, and Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With the two of them. That was just precious. That little the back and forth. And Thor just, I, he just looked a mess. Like, he just showed up on set when they put the wig on him. Like, he, was, he didn't look like Thor. Oh, you didn't he think so? Like he'd been a little, you know, he'd been out for a while. With his friends, (laughs) (coughs) and I'm curious because I feel like something was not communicated well in the last Thor movie, because um, he talks. uh, Strange says, "You know, what are you here? Why are you here?" And Thor said, "Oh, well, I brought my brother so that we could find my dad." Um, But at the end of the second Thor movie, you see Loki is actually portraying his dad and we don't know where Thor is so uh, but I'm pretty sure that I have to go back and look I, th- I oh actually I own it I could look it up real fast yeah. um, I was pretty sure that Loki killed um, Odin so uh, maybe Loki's just I don't know like that Loki disappeared and he killed Odin and Thor saw Odin was like, all right, well, you know, you do what you need to do. Maybe I need to rewatch Thor, the second one, even though it's painful. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, um, you might be right. It's been a while since I've seen Thor 2. I don't know how that may fit in. But. Folks, uh, after the movie is over, stay through the credits. It, it'll, it will be worth it. Yeah, there's two different points. Do we even have to tell people that anymore? I don't know. We did have a few people get up in the theater. Right. Well, but. Then you know what? No pudding. No pudding for them. As Em would say, they're chuckleheads. So, but our, they are chuckleheads. Our, our <laughs> listeners know better. Uh, but just in case, in case you're wondering, yes, um, sit through the credits. It will be worth it. Yeah. If you all don't, the way through the credits. Yes, all the way through the credits. If you don't yes. through the, the, the credits. You're chuckleheads. That's yeah. part of the movie, folks. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so why don't we get down to? I mean, talking about some of the things that we really loved about this movie. I mean, we've been talking about that already, but, but beyond that, maybe the character performances, scenes that really stood out to you. Um, well, but why don't we, and before we do that, um, you did not see it in 3D, right? Because you get I did not. 3D, you, may, I, uh, I don't, yeah. my vision, because of the, the extent of my, my myopia, it's very hard for me to watch 3D. It makes me very sick. Okay. But uh, when you watched it, um, tell us about the experience of you going to watch it before we get into so, some of the other things we watched. Like. So I've seen it twice. Yes. Um, I went yesterday to a Dolby theater, which has a the the 4K laser um, projector. Okay. And it also had the really cool Dolby seats. So as 
when there was a lot of bass, you felt it in the seat, Ooh. and that was kind of cool. Um, and they were very reclining and super cozy. Um, so I've seen it on the big screen twice, and it to me it was visually stunning, absolutely stunning. A little, I'm pretty sure if I could have handled 3D, some of the scenes, the Inception-like scenes, um, in 3D would have made me yak. <laughs> um, <coughs> those, I, I would have had a very serious problem with those. Um, but it was, it was, it was beautiful. I was hoping to find it in IMAX, not 3D, but um, not available in my area, or I don't know if it is available anywhere. But you're certainly. I don't know what I'm missing. I'm there are scenes that are clearly designed to be for the 3D experience, um, and but I, I I I don't feel like you miss for those of us who can't handle 3D, you don't miss a whole whole lot because it was still very visually pleasing. Yeah, and I would say that, and I would agree with that, Em. I think that when we so Miles and I saw it Saturday opening weekend to a full theater in IMAX 3D. And um, there were parts of that that he said, "Oh yeah, this was shot because it's 3D." Like the the one part toward the end when they they, they kind of show the guy with the noodles jumping out of the pan, they kind of rotate around that, and it looks beautiful in 3D. And there was and certainly some of the spells, if you want to call them that, with the glowing things, um, yeah. that stuff looked cool in 3D. It was all subtle though, and I felt that. Um, and we were talking about Avatar, Avatar a few weeks ago. The, the thing that Avatar did so well is it used 3D and did it subtly. And I thought that's what that's the way I felt about Doctor Strange. They had 3D, but it wasn't like over the top. And certainly, mm. you watching the movie not in 3D really didn't miss that much, in my opinion. Uh, what do you think, Miles? Um, there are some scenes that made me a little headachey in 3D. Um, things with the buildings, I thought it was just um, when they're jumping around the buildings and the buildings are morphing. Oh, and changing. dude, those those buildings are trippy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just gonna ask this. I just wonder, not that I have, not that I would know anything about this. I just wonder if somebody had tried some farm, certain kinds of pharmaceuticals, what would they experience trying to watch this movie? Because I, I just like it. It, it was wild. Yeah, those were some crazy scenes too. Yeah, um, I I liked it on on the big screen. I mean, the IMAX screen. I don't think there's any place in, in our area where you could just see it only in IMAX. I think it's a, it, you have to watch it in 3D also. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it in 3D, but there's some places where you know, I felt a little headachey yeah. just the way it was shot. Yeah. And what they were doing. Oh, very cool. And uh, and was the theater uh, fairly uh, filled when you were seeing it? So the first time we saw it was opening weekend, and it was packed. And everybody laughed where they were supposed to laugh. Everybody was good. Some people had their phones out, and so I, I being the mom, I did ask them, dudes, could you put your phones away? It's a little distracting. And they were lovely. Um, so I don't know if they were actual fans or they were just bored or just rude. Um, but it was a good, it was, it was a full theater. Um, we bought our tickets two weeks in advance and got great seats. And then when I checked the day that we went to go see it, um, it was full. It was sold out. Oh, good. And then yesterday after work, I just was thinking like, oh, I wonder if I could catch a show. <coughs> and it was, you know, 4.15 in the afternoon show. So it wasn't really that full on a Tuesday, on a work right. day. Right. So it was just myself and a, maybe six people. But at the funny parts, I heard a couple people behind me chuckle which was good. Um, one girl, I heard a girl like, why is that funny? And I can't remember, what was it? It was a reference to, oh, I can't remember, but she just didn't, she didn't get it, but she went to the movie, so that's awesome. Yay. Yeah. Um, there were so many funny moments, just cute little conversational funny moments, not like, like full on Whedon style but just funny um, like the whole thing with Wong the librarian oh he was awesome <laughs> the, do, you, do, you, do you ever laugh dude like oh you know one name huh like Beyonce like, <laughs> like, and he just kind of kept going and I, I he was trying so hard 
but and then the cute little moments when he would um, use the astral um, the little uh, the little window to swipe books out of the library and Wong was listening to Beyonce so that was cute Um, when the bad guy and he were having the tete-a-tete he's like listen mister it's doctor okay mister doctor it's strange (laughs) yes yes it is that was great that was there were these great little like very human-y moments that I enjoy seeing in the <coughs> in the in the Marvel verse that they they keep it human. It's not all. I it doesn't take itself too seriously, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. Although I I expected more, I expected more references to the Avengers. Just the one was a little odd. Well, they but did, I get it. They, there are a whole different, you know, they they protect a whole different plane of the world. Well, to be to be fair, we did have some city shots where you saw the Avengers Tower. Yeah, there was a yeah for to like it. a minute, and then I was hoping for a couple more. So, like a few more times where you saw the city, I was scanning yesterday to see if I could see the the building again. <laughs> so yeah. that was a nice little like I clapped when I saw that. I was very right. excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I hear you. I I guess we did it. We had Stan Lee in here again. Right. He, yes, that was really cute. Yeah. And uh, one more cameo to add to his uh, <laughs> his uh, docket, but that's great. You know, I, I how many more he'll be able to do? Because uh, New York Comic Con was his last convention. He's not doing them anymore. Oh, really? Oh. No, he's he's getting so old. What is he, 90? 90-something. Yeah, he's in his 90s, guy. yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. So, um, well, uh, so any funny moments for you, Miles, as you were looking at it? Uh, the, the, the funny moments am referenced. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm with, with those. Sitting. Like, like Am said, they were subtle. They weren't so totally in your face. It was... You know, as it was going along, um, the last the scene where uh, Strange is confronting the main baddie, um, you know, just it it, it was just, there's something funny about that. Just that it kept you know the baddie would would kill Strange and rewind and Strange say, "I'm here to bargain." And the guy would he knows something's yeah. going on. It's just like yeah. you know, it, it's frustrating that the, the crap out of him, and that was kind of. Uh, you know. I can do this forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I thought that was something I did not see coming. That that amulet that he had was one of the Infinity Stones. And when they yes. when they revealed that, I was like, no way! I was like, it was like, what? I'm sure there's people that said, oh, that's an Infinity Stone, but I just totally messed it. Now, is that an Asgardian uh, relic? The Infinity Stones. Well, yeah, the uh, they're the ones that the gauntlet for uh, Thanos, right? So it's part of the Gauntlet of Thanos. It's not specifically Asgardian. Um, the blue, the square thing, the Tesseract, that one it was as, was found in Asgard and protected by Asgardians. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then there was the purple thing that Quill found. There was the Tesseract. There's this one, the green one. The one that's in the dude in the Avengers and his little noggin. So that's four. So I guess Ragnarok will see the fifth one. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But so when they revealed that, I'm like, oh, Infinity Stone. I just totally, totally didn't pick up pick up on that. I'm sure I could have put two and two together. This is, I mean, I the I, I just love this idea. They're t- you know they're taking their time and telling this story. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever they first started. Um, with these these stones or relics, I mean, it was years ago. I mean, Avengers was twenty eleven. Well, then 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 before that was Captain America. So it, this has been going on for a long time. But it's been, yeah, this continued arc. But they're bringing that together in the Infinity Wars, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's the it. that's the battle for the for the gauntlet, and for all the stones. Yeah. By the way, Stanley's ninety three. Okay. Yeah. He's ninety three. So. uh Let's talk about some of the uh, performances uh, of the actors. Uh, what do you think? Um, 
What do you? What stuck out to you, etc. It feels redundant to say, you know, how really good Benedict Cumberbatch was in this. I, I can't. They picked the perfect guy to play Doctor Strange. I can't see anybody else doing it but but him. But the supporting cast, uh, I mean, they were, you know, they were all really good choices. I mean, uh, the guy Mordo, and I probably gonna butcher how you pronounce his name, uh, Chai Weddle Ejafor. Um, we know and love him as the operative from Firefly. And when I saw him on screen, I'm like, yes, he's always, you know. So I was happy to see him. Uh, we were just—I was talking about that with my wife. How, like, when you see an actor like that, you're like, oh yeah, he's from Firefly. Even though he's done a ton of other stuff since then. You know, see, for me, he's the lead from the movie Kinky Boots. Wow. He was amazing, and he was also in Love Actually. Yeah, he was. That's right. He's done lots of British work, so. When I saw him in Firefly, I was like, "Oh my God, that's that's the guy from Kinky Boots." Um, but yeah, there's just some beautiful, beautiful acting. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, because I'm going to bring up Rachel McAdams, she may have been my favorite love interest ever in any of these films because her character just wasn't going to take any poop. There wasn't this. She there were there were no Padme moments. No. She was Definitely she not. just was an earnest character of her own. Like Pepper Potts always annoyed me cuz she was always whiny about what's his butt not being there for her and rightly so he wasn't. Um and then we won't even Padme in the Thor movies. <laughs> she was doing so well and then they got all romantic cuz he's pretty and he's got his shirt off. Um but Rachel <laughs> McAdams is one of is she just she knocked it out of the park for me. You know, I heard that people were initially faulting her in the role because she was portraying some. I guess a character in the comics was portrayed more by the, by an Asian character. But but the moment she walks on the scene and she drops down her hood when she's pursuing um, uh, uh, what Kalec Kalesius or whatever his name is. Are you talking about Tilda Swinton? Uh, no, Mads Mikkelsen, his character. Oh, okay. No, but you were. I was oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, back up. I'm talking about Tilda. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong character. That's so, okay. That's she's the ancient one. Yeah, she's the ancient one. I thought she, that was the one that was supposedly supposed to be given to someone the, the Asian, and I thought that she knocked that role out of the park. Yeah, I couldn't imagine anyone else pulling that off. I mean, she she has she's kind of exotic looking to begin with. Oh yeah, you see her in Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, that, that, that's what I remember her from. Like yeah, the White Witch. Yeah. Like, she has a certain look. She has a certain look, and I think, yeah, I don't. She, right. she, 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 yeah, she, she did, she did great. She was one. You don't mess with her, right? So I mean, and even I, I've seen a lot of films with her, and she's just such a unique bird. She's she's a chameleon. Like she's she'll jump in at pretty much any role, and you forget that it's Tilda Swinton. All you see is this amazing character being you know being brought to life in front of you so like in Snowpiercer she was very very strange um, in Constantine she was pretty good <coughs> um, what else have I seen her in um, um, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe was great Narnia the Narnia movies um, Moonrise Kingdom she was a big uh, she's always in those movies that's alright it's always it's, I'm still recovering from the plague, but she's delicious in the Wes Anderson films. So when it's, it's hard for me when I see classical stage actors and really rich actors like, um, uh, Cumberbatch and Tilda jump into something that seems kind of comic booky, but then I have to step back and see what amazing work they do. And this wasn't comic booky. This was a film. Oh, yeah. This wasn't cheeky. This wasn't cheesy. This wasn't um, satire. This was a film telling a story, which like ninety percent of the Marvel films have done. The, it's I love I loved her. I loved her so much. In this, it was great. It was great to see Benjamin Bratt because he's just pretty. But <laughs> <laughs> that was. I was kind of hoping he was a secret character. 
that would show up in Ragnarok or something, but you know, he got his comeuppance. Yeah, it looks like that. But yeah, what a yeah, it's a small role for him in this film, but yet central to pushing the plot along. The plot along. Oh yeah, yeah he was key. Both both in this movie and setting up the next movie. Right. Right. So yeah. he might be back. Well, he if he's back he's gonna be an invalid. So. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, his ability to walk uh, is taken away, but who cares? I mean, it, it, that could still. I don't know the Doctor Strange universe. So I don't know if we'll see him again or not. But it depends on whether he goes back and and seeks out Strange and goes and tries to to find the magic again. Hmm. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see how. We don't know what that's going to be, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, what moments were some of your favorite moments in this film? For me, um, watching Strange learn how how it works, because he kind of sucked at it when he first tried, which Absolutely. was great. Yeah, it was it was it was funny watching him trying to learn how to do this and watch. You know, he's probably used to excelling at everything he does and. Um, he's not doing so good here. He and he need, you know, he needs some extra help. Well, they make they make mention that he has this photographic memory, but he know he yeah. has all that he has all the head knowledge, but he can't get it to the heart, which is where it needs to be. This idea that somehow a part of what's required here is faith. Well, um, and go ahead. The ancient ones asked him, you know, how did you become the doctor that you are? And he said, with great study and hard work. Well, there you go. Yep. Great study and hard work. And then once he had the study and the hard work, she brought out, okay, now you need that element that you don't believe in. You need the faith. And she leaves him on, on Everest. Yeah. Porto, <laughs> when he walks up and he goes, oh, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, Everest. Yeah, that, that I was just going to mention, I'm glad you mentioned that. And that's one of my favorite scenes, the whole dropping, well, how long do you think he has? Well, you know. Should we go get him? Nope, not yet. You know, this whole, <laughs> that whole thing's going on is really... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the part when his cape kind of chooses him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it, cho- it, it chose a... Um, kind of a flawed vessel, in a way. Um, you know, not that he's a bad guy, but he kind of started off as an arrogant prick. and Yeah. I still chose mm-hmm. him. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he straightens his collar and his collar starts caressing his cheek. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, wi- it wipes yeah. away his tears. Yeah. <laughs> that that was, it was just that wonderful moment of, yes, I am Dr. Strange. Oh, could you just, uh, yeah. yeah, keeping him humble. Keeping Did, him humble. That's the beauty of these movies. They don't, they don't allow our heroes to, to, to take themselves too seriously. They, they do little tiny things like that, just kind of like yeah. drop down a peg. Yeah. Well, it's just it makes him it just makes it all human. It makes it all tangible. It makes it all accessible. Right. You know, I was thinking when we were in this we were talking about the sanctuary or the sanctuaries, that's what we're calling them, right? I don't know if that was was that was that what they were when I think, I think of that I think so, yeah. I'm thinking of sanctuary from the television show. Mm-hmm. And there are some similarities to that, like the whole art the warehouse thirteen where all the artifacts are everywhere. And it seems like they yeah. sort of, they have these artifacts and they have these windows. One window's a rainforest, the next one's a desert, the next one you're in Antarctica. And I thought that that's how cool mm-hmm. is that? I need that for my room. My classroom. <laughs> I get mad at a student. See that window there, buddy? I'll come <laughs> back for you later. You see your uh, teaching license there, buddy? Yep. <laughs> yeah, the window. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's okay, guys. Here your box. Um, <laughs> so I I that that was like a really cool moment. But I and I think the trippiness about how buildings like what the way you see the world can be shifted and altered. Like the whole chase when the um when uh Mads Mickelson's chasing I I guess Kale's is chasing, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, through the city and that whole scene is kind of trippy. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the the last scene, just just his character change, uh, Mordo's. I mean, he was here. We see him trying to be a friend and helping Strange out through this whole 
uh, growth process, but y- you see he has a dark side to him. I mean, um, oh, yeah. he, he disapproves of Strange messing around with um, with time, and, um, well, he even um, yelled at him for it. I mean, he did it. Well, with breaking the laws of nature. Yeah. 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 That they follow the natural law, and there's an order, and there's no... It's black and white for him. I think it's also that um, the ancient one is tapping into the dark source. Well, the, yeah, that, that's that's, yeah. Another, that's the other part that really drives him bonkers when he, I mean, he speculated with Doctor Strange, and then when she kind of confesses it, this like, kind of this woman who can do no wrong, you know. Well, yeah, for him, his his his, his idol has Yeah, his idol has fallen. Right in his eyes. Yeah. So yeah. you, you just see that, I mean, you know, he's, he's a good guy, and then you see this, this his own journey where, where he ends up. I mean, we know that he and Strange are going to, you know, go at it again. Yep, next, 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 next I mean, time. Maybe they were friends in this movie, colleagues, but, you know, they're going to be adversaries. Which auto, automatically adds a complication to their storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole friends, friends turned enemies type story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was interesting because I, was, I wasn't expecting it because of what the ancient one said where she pointed out that Mordo is someone who follows, who's rigid and, and, and stoic and believes the law is the law. And Strange has a different perspective on things and thinks more creatively because he needs to in the career that he has as a neurosurgeon and what he was doing before all of this and that they that they needed each other and i was kind of hoping for like you know that that symbiotic you know kind of odd couple um relationship to build but mordo just isn't going to have it um and i i I don't know i i was i was disappointed i understand it but i was still a little disappointed i I wanted them to, to work together. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I uh, I agree with that. But I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? Are we uh, pretty good before we head into some feedback? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, good. I, 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 go ahead. I'm still at four and a half space pants out of five. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still at... Um, Four point seven five pencils yep. out of five. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> yeah. My rating um, hasn't changed either. Yeah. Well, you know, let me just say this. So I, I looked it up on Box Office Mojo. The the film has been out since November fourth, so mm-hmm. it hasn't run its full run by any means. And I don't know if it's opened in every audience yet. I don't. I don't know that yet. But here's what it here's what they say about the way it's stacking up against the other origin movies. And the other origin movies, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Ant-Man, Iron Man, and Thor, I guess are the others. Mm. Um, so right now, it stands as domestic. Um, domestically, it ra- it's brought in $160 million. Holy cow. Its production budget was $165 million. Now, it's easily going to pass that production budget. Oh, sure. Um, the... Uh, so right now, being only two and a half weeks out, maybe not even two weeks out yet. So being not even two weeks out has already hit that mark. It beat The Incredible Hawk, which probably was the worst of the uh, origin movies. Um, that one actually lost money if you look at domestic groups. Now that's just domestic, not worldwide. Um, it comes in closely behind... I guess the next one is, well, this next one's Captain America, which made $176 million domestically, and then Thor, $181. Uh, but the most expensive production budget was Doctor Strange. Love it. So, so we'll see. I mean, it's still out in theaters. It's only been, you know, it's only uh, been live for 12 days, and, you know. That, that's still a short time. I guess still make a ton more money. Yeah. I think there's still there's still uh, uh, so that number's domestic. Just domestic, so that's yeah. not even taking it worldwide. I don't know. Um, it has to have been by now because, uh, like Colin, 
recorded his review because it opened like the week before or two weeks before okay. in the UK than it did um, yeah. before it opened here. Don't worry, worldwide it made five hundred million. Oh yeah, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's worldwide. Yeah, yep. So. Yeah, Don't perfect. have to worry about that. No, we are so getting a sequel. Fun. We are getting a sequel. We are getting a sequel. We'll see more Doctor Strange. Yeah. But anyway. Well, it depends because they already have the Marvel U mapped out unless they create a fourth arc. Well, they are making another Doctor. Well, uh, well they, they kind of set us up at the end for a Doctor Strange movie. No, that's that set us up for um, uh, Ragnarok. Well, that's the Thor clip, but not the evil villain. Both of them. Both of them, you think, for Ragnarok? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't interpret... I think so. I didn't, I didn't interpret the last clip as being a, the Ragnarok clip. So, the magic... The magic, I say that with quotes. The magic. The, the power that they tap. Um, it's... A lot of it comes from the same energy that drives the Infinity Stones, right? Well, okay, so that's... This is where I'm coming from. That <laughs> a lot of this is driven by the Infinity Stones and who gets them, where they're found, how they're used. Um, and I feel the way that it, the way, the way I interpreted the film is that you know, they drew these magicians, sorcerers, drew the power from these ley lines across the universe. And a lot of that power ne needs a way to focus and it focuses with the Infinity Stones. Um, so if he's, if Mordor, Mordo is trying to, you know, cleanse the magic and, and find a pure point of it, there's a lot going down in Ragnarok. And I have a feeling, I have a strong feeling that it's either we will see him, a glimpse of him in Ragnarok, or we're going to see him in Infinity Wars um, in dealing with, uh, all the infinity stones and the magic behind you know the other layers of the universe i don't i don't think it's a it's a doctor strange part or doctor strange 2 setup i think this is a setup for um for this third the last of the third arc so yeah you're right we we do have a black panther movie coming down yep ant-man and the wasp yep captain marvel Yes, very and then, excited. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if there's anything else. <laughs> it uh, could, but I, in the in the scheme of the of mapping out the this this giant arc, I don't think it was being considered for that. I think it was a vehicle for story, right? Um, and a character introduction, since he's going to be key in Ragnarok. Well, Benedict Wong, the yeah. guy who played Wong is, is that's his last name. That's funny. Um, I love this actor. I love this actor. He's great. He was. Good. I don't think I've seen him in anything I don't like. Well, I didn't like Prometheus. That was a weird movie. Yeah. But he was great in it. <laughs> huh. uh, there are rumors of a sequel, but no, uh, no hard, no hard facts about it. So there's always rumors of a sequel. So. Right. Yeah, right. So. So we'll see. Well, why don't on we... an off topic, on an off topic, I watched um, I watched Ghostbusters again, but I watched the extended version. Okay. It was really it was I like it much better. Okay. It just there's a little aside for for the fans for for you guys. Okay. If you have an opportunity to see the extended version, you should totally see it. I should just see it. Period. So. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, no, so. Yeah, yeah then just watch the extended version. Yeah. All right, so we go into some feedback, what other people yes. were thinking about it. Sure. So, with you, sweet Colin. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll are gonna start with Colin. Colin called in the last time, and we just didn't. We said, well, you know what? We didn't see it, being that he got like a weak head start on us. But this, so this is what he called in, and this is what he had to say. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Am. Um, hey, I've seen Doctor <laughs> Strange and I would recommend seeing Doctor Strange. It's a very good film, very well acted. Um, I'll leave Americans to George Benedict Cumberbatch's American accents, being as I'm a Brit. Um, <laughs> Brits said it right to me. But the actual execution of the film was very well good. If you can get past Tilda Swinton being the ancient one and being Celtic instead of being like, you know, 
what it should have been which is like a Tibetan monk or something um, but it was really well done um, it was very well acted the, the casting was spot on uh, even Tilda Swinton is the ancient one you know once once you suspended things she worked perfectly she was really good in the role um, the special effects were phenomenal really really good um, I, I don't know if people have seen trailers or whatever else but um, spoilers there's a scene where they're fighting um, and the buildings are actually twisting and uh, rotating around like a Rubik's Cube type thing and they even do like they even take into consent that when the buildings twist and turn and contort and stuff like that they adapt the fighting and the running style and stuff like that to conform to the buildings and, and all that it's really like they've really thought about things and how to execute things and that um, slowed down a bit in the middle um, you basically because you know it's the origin story so you do get slow moments in an origin story uh, and then picked up towards the end um, we went in a group you know family so then everyone that came out enjoyed it uh, apart from one person who thought that uh, the fight scenes could have been a bit more dynamic and and they wasn't uh, there was a couple of fight scenes that they said could have been a bit better done uh, but everyone raved about the special effects and as an origin story everyone thought it was really really good uh, two separate issues um, Stranger Things on Netflix absolutely brilliant really really love it if you're a fan of X-Files it's right up your streets um, if you're a fan of supernatural uh, programs again right up your street phenomenal acting uh, the child actors are brilliant considering how young they are um, the whole thing just worked brilliantly it's, I've, I've only ever watched wanted to burn through two things on Netflix first one was Jessica Jones and the second one was Stranger Things so that's how much I thought it was good I just I went through all the episodes within a week which is unusual for me because I tend, tend to do that because I don't tend to watch that much TV um, however downside um, the latest addition to the Marvel Universe Luke Cage didn't work for me I won't be returning for season 2 um, the story just you know it just it just didn't move at the right pace no faults you know some of the actors were brilliant um, some of them were absolutely terrible including the, I think it was the police lieutenant or captain or someone I don't know who she was but she was terrible really really bad actress uh, which every time she was in a scene it just pulled me out of the scene completely because she was that bad um, but as a store as a as a series no I won't be going back it didn't work for me um, I don't know if it's a Brit thing because they, they made heavy use of um, Harlem and uh, the black references to Harlem and stuff like that so a lot of that just just flew past me being a Brit but I, I presume Americans would have a better handle on stuff like that um, I also thought they used the n-word an awful lot um, again that might be a Brit thing again Americans might view that a bit differently because if it's common over there then then fine but it's, it's really real over here um, but yeah, it's just it just didn't flow, didn't work for me. So yeah, Doctor Strange recommend, Stranger Things recommend, Luke Cage, nah. Anyway, guys, live long and podcast and enjoy the popcorn. All right, so uh, thank you first of all, Colin, for sending in this lovely voicemail. Um, thoughts on what he's saying? Let's start with Doctor Strange. Um. Those fight scenes were epic. They were epic. Yeah, it's a, you know, I didn't even think about the uh, Ancient One character. Uh, again, I'm not as familiar with the comics, but it would be understand that the she'd probably be Asian or, you know, because she's a Tibetan muck of some kind. But I, I thought the actress that played her, I mean, she's kind of exotic looking herself, so she's kind of otherworldly type. Okay. Even he said that she worked. If, she, you, if, yeah. you, if you forgot about that, you know, yeah. she fit the role. Yeah, if you could just enjoy her performance, I mean, you're not going to care that she's not Asian. Uh, sorry you didn't like Luke Cage. Well, let's, let's, let's oh. with, we'll get to Luke right. Cage. Let's do, and what, any thoughts about Doctor Strange regarding what uh, Colin so, had to say? 
The I thought the pacing was pretty good. I don't know if I would call it slow. See, I was, I was debating little, that. I was it debating. was contemplative in the yeah. middle there. Um, but the fight scenes, I agree with completely. The the special effects of putting... You've seen the movie Inception, right? Well, yeah, it was very Inception-like. It was just... It was... It was I, I, the brains that came up with those are, are should win, like, Nobel Prizes. It was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I can only imagine the wire work that they had to do on huge green stages. Oh, I know. And then the the special effects guys who had to had to manipulate all that all the film footage onto the digital part so that it could come out well. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I I didn't know that much about the ancient one. I thought Tilda was kind of refreshing and different and unexpected. And so I liked that, but that's that's just me. No, I, I, I agree with that. What do you think about his comments on Stranger Things? We were all kind of fans of that. Loved it. Loved it, Loved it too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great show. Now, uh, Luke Cage, he was not a fan. Uh, wondering, too, about the uh, in Harlem, the overuse of the, the N-word in it. Um, I did not watch Luke Cage. Em, did you watch Luke Cage? I did. And Miles, um, you did too, right? I, I did. did. Yeah. Uh, and why don't well, you, you go first? Tell us uh, what do you uh, respond to Colin here? What do you think about what he's saying? So I can say that um, that my foreign friends had the same comment he did about um, <coughs> about it be really. I don't think a lot of people outside the U.S. see what really happens here. And how people, how different communities act, and I, I'm not, I can't speak for that kind of com for that community. Um, all I know is that as being a big fan of rap and of of um, a lot of urban musicians, and watched a lot of movies and TV, that I and I'm not, I'm, I wasn't surprised by anything. It was it was Harlem to me. It was. It was a representation of Harlem, right. and I guess if you're if you're not an American and you're not around it a lot, it just seems a little odd. I mean, I can I can say the same. There's um, a show called EastEnders that I like watching, that's British, but I some of it just goes right over my head. That I'm pretty sure it's just purely you know Britannia. So I get it. I get why he, it it's not an uncommon statement by folks not from the not from the U.S. But it was it, it was a different show. Um, I really liked it, and but again, I th I think it was really the American audience that embraced it the best because it's a it's around us the most. Right. Yeah. Miles, your thoughts on his comments regarding Luke Cage? Yeah, I I'm sorry you didn't like it, uh, Colin. I think maybe this is where maybe our our cultures being that they're a little different may may be why we we either liked it or didn't like it. Um, I'm obviously obviously we're not a fan of the N word, but I don't think they used it gratuitously. Um, if, I if agree. You, I mean, if you've seen movies that portray urban African Americans and some of that culture, it's used a lot more. Um, so I think I mean they they, they did use it in places. Um, that that that's an interesting debate. Should they even use it at all? Being that it it, it is a you know it's it, it's a very divisive ugly word but I, I don't think I'm being uh, I, I don't think I'd be wrong in saying that there are people in the African American community that still use that word when addressing each other and I think it probably depict that accurately um, but I don't think they did it gratuitously I don't think they hit you over the head with it right. um, but yeah, I like the show I, I uh, you know I love you know, I thought I love the that they incorporated a lot of music into the show. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I binge watched. I watched a few episodes a day um, uh, when it was on. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, very cool. Well, thanks again, Colin, for calling in. We have some other feedback, and why don't we uh, just rotate around? I'll read the first one because it's short. Um, and uh, why don't you take Wayne's and then Chrissy's? Uh, um, you can take, and we'll just kind of rotate around. 
All right, so this is from uh, Chris. Uh, I think it's is a Deutsche man. Uh, he loved the movie. Absolutely loved Doctor Strange. Um, and so these are all comments regarding Doctor Strange. Go ahead, can you read Wayne? Wayne Henderson? Wayne says, Although I'm not a big Marvel movie fan, I thought Doctor Strange was absolutely brilliant. The visuals visuals were obviously stunning. The story was, was good. And Benedict Cumberbatch chewed up the screen the screen left and right. Absolutely. And I'll just add my own comments. Uh, Colin, I thought he did his American accent was good. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is uh, going back to Colin there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he definitely his, had a good. His American accent was was strained. Oh, you think he it was strained? Really hard on it. Yeah. I can hear him like yeah. working very hard to sound American. Yeah. So. Did you ever see who's that um, talk to talk show host from Britain? Uh, that's like so general, right? Because Britain only has one talk show host. Um, but there's a talk show host from Britain that interviewed him, and they were making fun of the way he says the word penguin. He did a penguin documentary, and he can never pronounce penguin, or he kept saying it differently each time, and they're making fun of him for it. But oh, bless! Uh, I know Poor he was he was he was he was a very good sport about it. Poor Benedict. Um, yes, I know. All right, yeah. go ahead. Uh, read Chrissy Raffensperger's. So Chrissy <laughs> Raffensperger said, it was very strange. Obvious pun, too good to resist. <laughs> oh, well done. Uh, um, I agree. Yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was, I don't know if it was strange. It was different from, it was different from the other films, yeah. which I liked. Yeah, in that it, it, it didn't, he didn't use machines he didn't use chemistry he used sheer will and faith and the the power of of the world around him i thought that was cool yeah very good so rosh reigns called in not called in uh responded when he posted to facebook said cast was brilliant rachel how do you say her last name again um mcadams okay so rachel mcadams was severely underused Great fun yep. movie. I agree with that, by the way. Rachel was really on the use. You're going to put her in. You should be using her. Great fun movie. But to be honest, the Marvel movie fatigue is setting in. I hadn't read any reviews, saw a few trailers, but still knew what beats were coming because it follows a Marvel pattern. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I just wanted things to be mixed up a bit, and this didn't do it. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Did you feel that this hit the, hit the Marvel beat? You know, it, Marvel has been doing this for a while. I guess there could be some accusation of being a little formulaic in what they do, but it, but it works. Um, I don't think it didn't feel fatigued to me. I mean, unless you want it, unless you want them to do it differently, um, this is what works for them. I mean, we we talked about how you know they all their the, the humanity that the, the heroes and the villains have. Which we like, and and that's in all their movies. Um, I wonder if if they if if they deviate from that too much, you know, would it you know alienate the fans? Emma, your thoughts on this? Um, there there is clearly uh, there's clearly a um, a Marvel formula, and I didn't really notice it in this because I liked the way the story was told. I noticed it in Thor, because I didn't like how the story was told. Uh, I noticed it in the third Iron Man, because I didn't like how the story was told. Um, I didn't notice it in the first or the third Captain America. Um, second one, there's there's beats that they follow, cause it, and it works, like you said. So. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're saying I think you're hitting on something there, Adam. Though, if it if the story is told well enough. You forget that it's following a formula because you're capturing the story. If the story's fresh, if they aren't necessarily ripping off the exact elements, and it's more just the pattern, you kind of don't focus on the pattern. You get caught up in the story, and you love it. Right, Em? I, oh yeah. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I, I I liked it. I <laughs> really did enjoy the film, yeah. and formulaic or not. It, I came out of it wanting to see it again. So yeah, and you did. Formula works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay, math. Yeah, yeah, math. Yeah. 
Uh, go ahead, uh, share what Ryan wrote. Orion says, I enjoyed it. I felt the CGI work could have been a little more polished in some areas, but the story was riveting, and it got a ha- handful of, or so of a genuine laughs out of me. Wait, this, the CGI could have been more polished? I don't know what more they could have done. Um, I thought they went above and beyond myself with the, with the CGI. Yeah. Anywhere that you would think um, that they might need to polish the CGI in this? Oh, no. God, yeah. that thing was so pretty. Yeah. I are you, are you talking about for mistakes yesterday and yeah. saw none. When you're I saying mean, you're so I, maybe after like three or four what viewings after I buy it, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm quite satisfied with this film. I the the bad guy I can't remember his name. Or, um, his motivations are still a little squirrely for me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, am I reading Jen next? Yeah, read Jen. Okay, so Jen Maggio. Hi, Jen. Um, did I miss the podcast? I thought the movie was amazing. thought they did a good job with the character. I was never a big fan of Doctor Strange growing up, but they made me really like him and his cape a lot. LOL. Yeah. Awesome. They, I liked that they didn't use the cape as a device. Oh, yeah. To, like, it, carry the character. He was just kind of there and he wasn't uh, it wasn't he or she whatever it is um, wasn't used as a tool for comedic value it served a purpose other than just being a cape yeah no I, I agree with that and it, it was like another character <laughs> in the uh, in the show that kind of was a, a, like a, a sidekick for him a partner yeah in some ways so, yeah yeah well, I like that. That's great. So, uh, so that's all the Doctor Strange uh, uh, information that we got. I did get two other pieces of information. Should we tack them on here at the end? Uh, both are from both are from Colin. Uh, Colin. Yeah. So what, 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 we'll end one's a voicemail, but the other one he's responding to what Dell wrote, um, the trouble about the Enterprise and so on. So, we'll, let me let me just read what. He wrote, and then we'll just talk about it. He goes, hi, all. Just listen to the feedback cast and feel I need to point out something. Dell wrote in to say why they went to all the trouble to lure the Enterprise just to get some access codes. They didn't. They lured the Enterprise to gain access to the weapon on board, which which then they intended to use against the Federation. Yorktown was just an obvious first target due to its location. When they temporarily escape, Ahura noticed that they've been listening to the Starfleet all along, and that's how they knew the final component of the weapon was housed in the Enterprise's vault. Ah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. I didn't well put, done, you, Colin. Yeah, I, I didn't put that together. Did you uh, think about that? I knew about the access codes, but um, but as far as how they, they, they picked up we were able to find the final piece of the weapon. I, I didn't put two and two together as far as you know them them hacking and listening to the uh, the logs, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. I agree. Way to go, Colin. Me neither. Put, well put, done, gold star. I know. Putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. You this, get space pants. Yeah, space pants. Space pants for everyone, uh, or just for you. Um, and so this next one then is Colin is writing. He watched Arrival. That's a TV show or a movie coming? That's a movie. It doesn't open yet. It doesn't open yet here. It hasn't opened yet. You lucky Brits. You so, get to see so this why you? this weekend. <laughs> Shh, don't Shh. play it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't play it? No. Okay, fine. Colin, you're going to have to hold on. You got it, man. You're, you're sending... Yes, Colin. We need to move to Britain so we can watch movies ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. No, after that Brexit thing? No, oh, well, you know. I don't know. Between Brexit and President Chucklehead, elect... <laughs> Hey, we're all screwed. New Zealand is no. looking really good, even with earthquakes. <laughs> I'm voting for going back to Spain. Just saying. I know the economy's not great. Oh, but, uh, totally fine. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I'm oh, with you. <laughs> we should record an episode from Spain. I'm all there. I'm all there. <laughs> but, well, I believe that's about it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our review of Doctor Strange and what we thought about it, what we liked, what we didn't like. Anything else that we need to say? It was great. If you haven't seen it yet, go go see it, please. Yeah. Absolutely see it in a big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miles, you want to take us out? 
All right. Until next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies with space pants. Ooh, doing dailies with space pants is bonus. Or with no pants. I'm all for the no pants. Stop with the no pants. The no pants. We, hey, uh, Scott, no, keep your pants no, on. No, <laughs> no pants no, Friday. I don't know how your wife, after 20 years, is still putting up with this. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, for that matter. Dude, <laughs> I don't know what, what kind of spell you put on that girl, but... Uh, dang, she <laughs> is... You are lucky. She's suffering. That's what she yeah, she's a, he's a lucky man. I am a lucky man. <laughs> Arsenal.